Welcome to the Jersey Arts Podcast. I'm Susan Waldner. Today I'm talking with sculptor Seward Johnson. After being fired from a job in his family's company, Johnson & Johnson, he took up painting and then one day, fatefully, went to a sculpture class. It changed his life, leading to a successful career that has lasted for over 40 years. Seward Johnson also became an evangelist for public art. In 1992, he started Grounds for Sculpture in Hamilton, New Jersey, 42 acres with 270 sculptures at last count. Some of the most popular are by Seward Johnson himself. Déjeuner Déjà Vu is a full-size recreation of Manet's painting Déjeuner sous l'herbe, and Were You Invited is based on The Luncheon of the Boating Party by Pierre-Auguste Renoir. Seward Johnson, thank you for joining us from Nantucket. Thank you for having me. Were there other artists in your family? Did you come from a background where art was important? Nobody that did anything, no, uh, with it. My mother did, uh, in fact, sculpt uh, for a short time. She had a studio when I was a small child, but uh, she didn't, um, she never really took it anywhere. I've got got one figure of me, as a baby, but she made me a very fat baby, and I was going to, um, uh, I was going to scan it and uh, enlarge it and and put it in front of the Johnson Atelier with a big sign saying the founder. <laughs> but I, I never did do it. That's funny. It, whimsy is part of my uh, work. That's actually something I was going to ask you about. You know, you incorporate these humorous touches. And the the more complicated the piece, the more touches get in there because I'm I'm having to live with it so long that I think of more ideas to uh, give to people. But uh, the whole whole thing is that with realistic work, I'm really talking to the everyman. I'm not talking to someone who's been brought up uh, with art books. So they're they can interpret the human forms with their own body every day. And so it's more of a social discussion after that. You know, what should this uh, figure be doing uh, and what shouldn't it be doing and things like that. So that makes for some wonderful fun and games, especially if I have them doing something they shouldn't be doing. <laughs> Can you give me an example? I mean, you've done a series of full-size recreations of French Impressionist paintings, the one I mentioned, the Déjeuner Déjà Vu, at Grounds for yes. Sculpture. Are there humorous touches in that one? Well, in that one, there was only one. Um, I put an art book in back of them as though they were studying to take the positions properly to copy the painting, as, as though they, they were live people, you see. And uh, uh, because there was a, and I don't remember, there's a, a French name for it, uh, uh, like vivant or something like that, where they would get up on stage. Oh, and, tableau vivant. Tableau vivant, merci, <laughs> merci beaucoup. And, uh, and so I wanted to make it as though you know, you thought you were looking at sculpture, but you're looking really at people who are pretending they're sculpture. And so I had it open to the art book, open to the page of Dejeuner sur Leb. And, um, and so uh, to make it look like they were just in the process of posing. 
What is it about a painting that makes you want to recreate it in the third dimension? My first piece in, uh, in the park, in, in my park that I started, was Desjardins sur Leb. And I had the, and I knew mo many people would know that uh, there'd be immediate recognition. I made it digitally perfect so that you were standing inside the painting that you knew well. And uh, so it was almost like a, a, a sweet shock to come across it. The whole thing was to give you a, uh, an experience of standing in something you knew well and confuse you a little bit about, because then you have the chicken and egg syndrome uh, because generally the painting is done of something solid, not something solid done of a, of a painting. So a, a little bit you're wondering, uh, am I in the original and it was that painting that I've seen posters of the copy? And so it made for a wonderful mental puzzle uh, to challenge people to just distract them, actually. I want to distract them going into the park. I want them to be uh, puzzling over things. And um, it helps do what uh, Picasso said. He said um, he did his art to wash the dust of the everyday off of people's souls. So if you can give them things to distract them from their problems and and make them puzzle and laugh and jump and cry and uh, whatever you can make the you can wash this dust there were of their worries so coming to the park will be a cleansing experience to them so they're getting a refreshment, uh, a true uh, deep refreshment by being there because they're both experiencing all of these things and they're both, uh, they're doing that and they're experiencing nature and we're trying to make it as beautiful and have many, I mean, we have peacocks that you run into and might scream at you, but they're beautiful and uh, and there are rabbits running through and... and um, we're going to have places to uh, to develop butterflies there. Ah, yeah, it's a and it's a it, it's beautifully landscaped too. The the plantings. Oh, that, well, it it's it's so much fun. I'm and we're writing a book of building the park now, and which will probably be out next spring. I put in over twelve thousand trees. This park was just a desolate brick-strewn landscape you just would never know that it was so uh, i've got pictures of it it looks like the moon it, but that that was uh what was so much fun about developing this and, and working with other people with so other people's ideas we could get into it and it's been a such an involved and uh, complicated and interactive experience. That's why I wanted to record it because at the beginning there were four of us who were really uh, working on, but there were others who were feeding into that, you know. It, it, it was a delicious developing time.
You you mentioned the whole interactive part of it. Yes. There's also the piece that was on uh, at Ground Zero that became a memorial. When I saw the piece, it, I mean, I I broke into tears. It was covered with dead flowers, crucifixes, uh, teddy bears, fire hoses, all these things that people left. Lists of people that were missing, and I later collected all of those things and cast them all into bronze and got a replica of my uh, casting that was there. Uh, Double Check was his name. He, he, was a, an, uh, he was going from one appointment to another, and he was sitting on the park bench between, uh, next to the North Tower. And, uh, and in my studio is a picture of this devastation around him, twisted steel benches, and and strewn with paper, and and uh, just uh, it it looks like it, it looks like horror itself. And who was the photographer? The crazy as Susan Marcel. She was on a bicycle, bicycling into the thick of that of the World Trade Center coming down on from the sky on her and took that picture of my piece that was the only piece of art that survived the World Trade Center. It's all sort of in gray, and you don't even know it's a colored photograph except this one piece of pink paper that tells you that it's a colored photograph. And so what I'm gonna do with that is gonna do a scene like my Dejeuner sur Leb with, um, in other words, it'll be a three, I will three-dimensionalize that whole scene I'll have to squash it a little bit because it'd be too deep otherwise. But but I want to have that in the park also because the three-dimensional scene makes you feel like you're there. And, and if I can share what I felt by being there, it would, it, I mean, it was, it was awe-inspiring horror or sadness or God knows what. I've had this feeling of doing this for a long time but I never wanted to do it because I never wanted to um, I never wanted to celebrate what I saw but once they had caught Ben Laden and sent him to his maker I felt it was morally alright to let people have this experience that I had and it would not be um it would not be celebrating uh, the killer. You can see works by Seward Johnson, as well as many other artists at Grounds for Sculpture, open Tuesday through Sunday year-round. Visit groundsforsculpture.org for more information. To find out more about all of the arts in New Jersey, visit jerseyarts.com. The Jersey Arts Podcast is made possible by the New Jersey State Council on the Arts encouraging excellence in public engagement in the arts since 1966. I'm Susan Walner for the Jersey Arts Podcast. Thanks for listening.